Hey, hey, welcome to A Cup of Joe and Jimmy. I'm your host, Joe Nugent, and like Jimmy last week, I am sweating profusely in this room. And I am joined here by my brother, Jimmy Nugent. Jimmy, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Joe. How about yourself? I'm actually sweating profusely. I just said that. Thank you. And I have Luke Ebsmeyer here. Luke, how are you? What's up, guys? Doing well. Great, great, great. Uh, yeah, guys, so I just want to take a moment to thank you for the support and the feedback that you've given us. Yeah, we had uh, over 370 listens. Yeah, it, it's been incredible, and we are now officially on iTunes, and we're on something called Google Play. Yeah, not not too sure what that is yet. Yeah, but it, it sounds official, so that's cool. But anyway, yeah, we hope um, con- continuing into this second episode that we can continue to give you guys what you want to hear and make your make your week a little bit better for 45 minutes. Um, yeah, so we got a good show for you guys today. We are talking a little NFL draft, um, a little NBA All-Star weekend, um, going back into the Winter Olympics to hit on that. And then we're going to close out briefly with just a little tidbit on Tiger Woods, whose past week was also brief as he uh, missed the cut. And, um, yeah, and then we're going to close out with a little sports trivia with my own mother, who um, has been gracious enough to join us here, so that'll be fun. Um, Yeah, so really fun show. Stick around. Let's do it. Let's go. Do I love that song, guys? That song was actually created by a good friend of Jimmy and I. His name is Rico Sassini. Uh, we grew up playing baseball with him, going to school with him, and yeah, he was cool enough to just make us a song for this podcast, and it turned out unbelievable. And he's just so talented. And man, if he if he ever chooses to go into music full-time for his career he will succeed because that dude is just uber talented and so rico thank you for making that for us and it just sounds great for this podcast um yeah so guys we are going to get started with uh the good old what burns my biscuit segment and the point of this segment um is to get your blood pumping get it get your juices flowing get you fired up on this Monday morning, Monday afternoon, whatever, whenever you're listening, uh, get you ready to hear the rest of this podcast. And this isn't necessarily always about sports, this little segment, and it all just has to do with who's sharing that week. So this week we have Jimmy Nugent. Uh, Jimmy, what burns your biscuits? Go. You want to know what burns my biscuit, Joe? Yes. Yeah. So I'll give you a little background. Joe and I were sweaters, okay? It's in our jeans. We sweat easily. In hot situations, maybe in not-so-hot situations, we sweat. Just a part of our life, something we have to deal with. The worst possible thing you can say to someone, which is indeed what burns my biscuits, 
the worst possible thing you can say to someone if they are sweating in a situation where they're not supposed to necessarily be sweating is, and quote, are you okay? Or why are you sweating? It, when you ask a question like that, it makes the situation 10 times worse and the more sweat starts flowing right there. That doesn't help. No one's better off after you say that. I'm just going to start sweating 10 times more because now I know that you know. And it's bad. And, and, it, and it can get real bad. Joe, I know you've been in this situation many times. Uh, we've had many conversations about this. Does this burn your biscuit as well? Yeah, Jimmy. You know, normally I uh, I disagree with you, but... In this instance, I'm taking my biscuits out of the oven and look at that. They're burned. They're real burnt. Yeah. Um, guys, I hate this. Um, you know, I was I was at a dinner dinner event one night and I was very nervous. And when I'm nervous, I sweat. And I'm sitting there eating, and someone at the table asks, Oh, do you normally sweat? Oh no. Yeah. That's bad. Uh, yeah, the answer is yes, I normally sweat. Why don't you go back to eating your mashed potatoes and let me perspire on my own here? Uh, I mean, guys, it's a natural bodily function, okay? Let it go. Yeah, just as a public service announcement, if someone is sweating in a public situation and it's not a situation that someone should be sweating in, make them feel at home. Make Maybe say, you know... Yeah, it's kind of hot in here. Or, uh, yeah, someone needs to turn on the AC. Something like that. Uh, don't call them out on it. That just makes it worse. Is it too sensitive of a subject to ask if you do bring a backup shirt to, say, a family dinner of that nature? No, I don't. Why should I, Luke? Why should I bring a backup shirt when it's water, you know? Yeah. A am I sweating acid? Yeah. If no, I'm not sweating acid. Just because it shows up on my shirt doesn't mean I need to change shirts. Luke, you're part of the problem, and we're here to fix it. Yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for uh, telling us what burns your biscuits on this Monday morning. We actually, uh, we're actually recording on a Sunday, but you guys get the picture. Um, all right, well, let's get into actual sports talk. Uh, we're talking NFL draft to start off here. Um, Luke, who... Do you think is going number one in this year's draft? Yeah, so we got a little NFL draft coming up, coming up here in late April. I think the Browns, unfortunately, going to reach for a quarterback again, and they're going to take uh, Josh Allen from Wyoming. But aside from that, I want to know who y'all think the best quarterback in this draft is. Go ahead, Jimmy. Do you just want me to go first so you can try and one-up the stats that I give? Correct. All right. I do not think it will be Josh Allen as uh, the first quarterback taken in the draft. I think it will be a Sam Darnold taken by the Cleveland Browns in the first overall pick. Um, yeah, I think uh, Darnold is a very good prospect with his size for the NFL. I think he has a lot of intangibles you can't teach. I think he's an amazing competitor. Uh, he took that USC team from kind of a little dark period with them where they weren't really nationally relevant, uh, kind of brought them up to the light um, for Clay Helton. And, yeah, I think that he ha he's very good at escaping the pocket and making an accurate throw, which if he's going to go to a team like the Browns, I think is a very valuable quality to have uh, to be able to make an accurate pass with a very subpar offensive line. Um, 
yeah, I kind of wait to say whatever else I want to say after I hear what you think it's going to be, Joe. Jimmy, unlike the what burns my biscuits segment, uh, I'm going to have to wholeheartedly disagree with you here. And the best quarterback in this year's NFL draft is Josh Allen, who uh, Luke said will be going number one to the Browns. And I'll tell you why. In a year where not a single quarterback stands out, in a year where every quarterback has a lot of question marks with them, I'm going to throw away stats. And I'm going to look... You're going to throw away stats. That is the quote I just heard. Correct. I'm going to look at the guy with the it factor. And I'm going to look at the guy standing six foot five, 233 pounds, and the guy that can absolutely sling it. The guy with not, not just unique arm strength, but rare arm strength. Um, multiple release angles, a lot like Philip Rivers, and uh, a lot of people... Um, didn't think Philip Rivers would pan out in the NFL, and we we saw how that turned out. Um, and how many Josh, Super Bowls does he have? I'm just kidding. Philip's a good quarterback. Yeah, please, please get out of here with that pettiness. Um, and Josh Allen has, yes, he has the lowest floor out of any quarterback in the draft. He also has the highest ceiling. And this is a guy who, you know what showed me something, was he hurt his shoulder and came back for his final game and threw three touchdowns, uh, about 135 yards on, um, what was like 16 completion, something like that. That's a guy that has that it factor. He has that hero mentality where if he needs to make the play in a big game, he's going to make it. And then the most recent performance we saw was the senior bowl. Do we have stats on his senior bowl performance? We do. He finished 9 of 13, which is close to about 70% um, completion percentage. He threw for 158 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. You know, I hear you guys, but, um, yeah, I guess nothing says having that it factor quite like a 56% completion rate at a powerhouse school like Wyoming. Well, I thought you'd bring that up, Jimmy. Thank you. Um, also at Wyoming, he had mediocre wide receivers who – couldn't for the life of them get separation from the defensive backs. And Josh Allen was threading the needle the whole game, which I would say he, 56% doesn't quite sound like threading the needle to me. He has the ability to thread the needle. And when his receivers are not getting a bit of separation, your your completion percentage is going to drop. But Josh Allen is that guy who I'm thinking, you know what? This kid could potentially be something great in the NFL. The rest of the guys I look around, maybe, but even their ceiling, it's like, eh, their ceiling does not compare to Josh Allen's ceiling. Josh Allen has a ton to prove if he wants to be taken before Sam Darnold. The man played powerhouses such as Colorado State, Texas State, Fresno State, Air Force, okay, okay, San Jose State, some really good schools to have a 56% completion rate. I get it. If I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm looking around thinking, you know what? My goodness, we've tried everything. He'd fit in quite well with the Cleveland Browns quarterbacks with that completion rate. We've tried everything. Let's go with the kid that just has that talent. Let's coach him up. Let's teach him 
how to be the proper pocket passer. He's a great pocket passer, but might not convert well to the NFL. Isn't that what they wanted to Sean Kaiser, though? A guy with a lot of potential? Yes. Yeah. But Josh Allen has way more talent than Deshaun Kaiser. I would agree. Thank you. But you're still wrong. (laughs) Jimmy, I'd I'd like to know whether you think Sam Darnold's interceptions are a plus or a minus. I hear some scouts talk about how they like the amount of interceptions he throws. I don't really understand that, but uh, I'd like to know what you think about that. They said they like the amount that he throws? Yes. Yeah, I do think his his interception problem this year is a problem, but... You look at his previous year, he went 31 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. And this past year, 26 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. 13 interceptions isn't ideal, but... um, Ignoring this past year is like going on ratemyprofessor.com and only looking at the reviews from 10 years ago and not the reviews from the classes they taught in the final semester. That makes no sense. Basing basing who I think is the best quarterback in the draft after 13 passes in a senior bowl is also a little bit bizarre of a technique, don't you think, Joe? Uh, I'm just saying, based on his most recent performance, you can't help but ignore the talent that Josh Allen has. And with that, the debate will close. I do think we know who the winner was. Um, <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Jimmy Dean Breakfast Sandwiches. Holy cow, that was a terrible breakfast. Jimmy Dean. I think before we start doing fake advertisements, we might need to get that cleared with people. No, I think we're fine, and that's just how I feel about Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwiches. So you two, I know, as I am myself, are Miami Dolphin fans. Any um, comments on who you'd like the Dolphins to get in the first round this year's draft? I'd love us to take Roquan Smith out of Georgia. I think he's a linebacker that can cover, and he's a run stopper. He can move sideline to sideline really well. But unfortunately, I think we should go with a – a less um, exciting pick in the guard out of Notre Dame, Quentin Ooh. Nelson. Boo. I hate offensive line picks. Yeah, but my goodness, do we need it. I I agree. If if Nelson somehow slides to our spot like Tunsil did last year, man, you got to take it. He's regarded as a top three overall player in this draft, so if we can get him at 13, that's kind of a steal in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, we will continue to be hitting on the NFL draft as it gets closer. But for now, we're going to move on to um, the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, guys, who in your mind was the biggest snub of this year's um, NF- or NFL, pff, NBA All-Star? Um, yeah, so why is Chris Paul not in this game? He averaged 19 points a game, 8 assists, and 5 rebounds. They were also 23-5 and five in games he played in. And uh, the Rockets are the number one seed in the West. So uh, I'm kind of confused why he's not in this game. I know he was hurt a little bit, but in my opinion, he should be playing in this All-Star game. Yeah, that's the one that stood out to me the most. I would, after uh, Devin Booker's uh, three-point competition performance, maybe I would have liked to seen him um, on the team to maybe spark some fireworks with some three-pointers. But yeah, I agree, Chris Paul. Definitely the biggest snub. I think it might be the, the product of being on a really good team and might be just being overlooked, even though he's such a well-known player. It's it's strange he didn't make it. What's y'all's favorite event? It used to always be the slam dunk contest, but um, in current years, I've been kind of a little bored with it. I mean, you had the, the sparks by Aaron Gordon uh, with the under-the-legs dunk, and even though he came in second, which was interesting, but 
Yeah, I just don't I don't get into it as much as usual, but I still think it's the most exciting event. Definitely not the days of uh, uh, Dwight Howard and um, Nate Thomas. Was that it? Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. I yeah. always say Nate. I'm thinking Isaiah You're Thomas. You're thinking Isaiah Thomas. I'm thinking the, uh, who the is two short guys. Right, who is not in the slam dunk contest. And you describing Aaron Gordon's dunk as just simply an under-the-legs dunk. Well, under both legs. It's just... If it was under the leg, that would not, be... Does, uh, does not give justice to what he did. Yeah. Luke, what about you, man? What's your What's your favorite event? Uh, normally, it's the slam dunk contest. Uh, normally, it's pretty hit or miss. But this year, I'm actually really excited to see the All-Star game itself. I know we're recording during the game. I just checked my phone. I saw it was 78-76 Team Steph at halftime. I really liked what they did with the draft this year, and I'd really like to see it televised next year if, we can, if that can somehow happen. Oh yeah, I agree. That was that like was the highlight is the draft process, and I think it'd be exciting to see it televised. Also, incredible defense shown by both teams. I mean, what a low first half score! Um, wow, that's awesome. All right, well, um, then what what team do you guys think has a chance to make the best run in the second half of the season? I don't know if this is going out on a limb, but I'm going to take the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're sitting at the three seed right now, about six and a half games out. But they are 3-0 and since the trade deadline. I really like the moves they made. We talked a little bit about that last week. Um, I think they're going to run and get the one seed. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but they are playing some good basketball. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, Cavs are the one to, to make the run for it after all their trades. They're definitely... They definitely have the most opportunity to have a completely different rest of the season because they have a completely different team. Also, last week I forgot to mention that they acquired Jordan Clarkson and he's been killing it, so apologies to Jordan. Yeah, I think um, I'm excited to watch the Cavs uh, go after that one seed, but I I think, and, and Jimmy, before I say this, I'm disappointed in your who cares matchup of the week last week as it was the Pistons and the Pelicans because the Detroit Pistons are my team to watch the second half of the season. Yeah, um, but they're, are they just going to be get closer to second place to the Warriors? Jimmy, please. Um, so, yeah, I am excited to see with the acquisition of Blake Griffin and how he's been gelling with Drummond. I, I think, so they went on, right when they got Blake Griffin, they went on a little bit of a winning streak. I think that was them just feeling the high of a new trade, a new great player. And then they went on a bit of a skid. And then right before All-Star break, they got back to their winning ways. And they're only like one game out of a playoff spot. And so I'm really excited to see the second half of the season, them get into the playoffs and just maybe maybe make a little run, maybe do win a few games, see what happens. But it's going to make it exciting. Who uh, cares? Right, right. Um, I'm surprised no one picked the Magic to make a run and uh, maybe sneak into playoffs. They'll make, they're making a run for the lottery pick right now. The Orlando Magic give me heart problems, and that's all I have to say <laughs> on that. All right, well, our next segment is the Winter Olympics, but before we get to the Winter Olympics, just a word from one of our sponsors. Wawa. Wawa, the only gas station that I'm not ashamed to eat at. Wawa. And guys, Wawa did not provide us any money whatsoever. 
Uh, I simply enjoy a good hoagie and maybe a hot coffee from there. Out of all the fake advertisements you could have done, why did you pick Wawa? It's just my go-to place. I think it just provides so much for America. Uh, I love it. Yeah. So then moving into Winter Olympics. Um, guys, what was the best moment of the week if you watched it all this past week? Definitely Sean White um, on the super pipe or half pipe. Is that what you call it? Um, yeah. If you if you weren't able to watch it, um, Sean White in most likely his last Olympics scored a score of a 94 in his first run, which was super good. But then um, a Japanese competitor came in with a 95. And so you get three runs in this competition. In Sean White's second run, he fell. And so he had one last chance. He was the very last competitor to go to beat that score 95. And he did it and he nailed it. And it was awesome. It was He got super emotional. It was awesome to see him win the gold. And yeah, likely his last Olympics. That was super cool. Sean White said this is possibly his last Winter Olympics, but he does want to compete in the Summer Olympics in uh, skateboarding. Has that ever been an Olympic sport? You think in X Games? Um, I think it's getting added in to the next Olympics coming up here. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, Luke and I were actually watching Sean White uh, together this week. And I'll be honest, when I'm watching the Winter Olympics, I act like I'm a professional and... Uh, so Sean White was going, I was like, oh, dude, like he totally missed that backside 40 grab and like didn't even go into the tailspin. Oh, man, he totally landed too low in that half pipe. It's going to kill him in the score. Yeah, he indied into that like double McTwist, man. Yeah, and then you hear the the judge come on and say just something completely opposite of what I said. I said backside 40, he said frontside 20 or whatever it is. And uh, or when I'm watching figure skating and You're still watching the figure skating. I am mostly for the kind of brother sister, you yeah, know, the weirdness, the tension. Yeah, it's, but, it's so weird. You can't look away. Right. Um, but when I'm watching them, I'm thinking like, oh, wow. Like, man, the technical score was there, but I just don't think they're going to they're going to get the component score. And then, you know, the the experts come on and say, Oh, the technical score was perfect, and so was the component score. Lovely, lovely routine. And I realized, man, I don't know anything about this. Or, yeah, so I just realized that. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but when I'm watching the Olympics, it does not take me long to act like I'm an expert. So, yeah, this next week with the Olympics, what events or, like, storylines are you guys looking at? Well... My um, my opinion on this changed in a matter of a week. Uh, last week, my who cares matchup of the week was women's Olympic hockey. Guys, I took some flack for that. And um, though I was right that the United States women team lost to Canada, turns out they get another chance. They both come out of the group. They both still have a chance to win that gold. Though I do think I know who's going to win the gold. Canada, eh? Um, yeah, I'll tune in. I'm excited. Uh, so that's what I'm kind of looking forward to the rest of the Olympics is to see what that women's team can do and to see if the United States can finally overcome Canada. Luke, uh, I think you have some news on Russia, and this is not political. We don't like to get into politics on this show. This has something to do with curling. Yeah, so it's widely known that the Russian national team is uh, 
not competing as a team. They're com- competing as individuals this Olympics. They were invited, um, but they were the country as a whole was neglected from this Olympics due to a doping scandal. But just getting this in uh, recently, a curler. I I'm not sure I can pronounce his name. Give it a shot. Alexander Krushelnitsky. I'm uh, sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. But he was accused of doping. Um, him and his wife won the bronze medal. I'm not sure what competitive advantage doping would give you in a, a sport of curling. But yeah, that's uh, what we got going. I think he may have been feeling left out of his fellow countrymen uh, doping. And he's like, yeah, I want to do it too. And so that, that's probably where that came from. I cannot imagine why you would, why you would think that's a good idea. Like I, I yeah, there's no physical advantage I think that curling can give you. Given I've never curled before, I might uh, sound. Um, you don't know how you'll sound. I don't know how I'll sound. I, I just think that if you are a Russian in the Olympics, you are required to dope. So I I commend them for for being true patriots of their country. You're the you remember when you got blasted on Twitter for a while ago for that joke tweet you said about um a rod and how you liked that he that he doped and there was that like really popular baseball page yeah. that put you on blast yeah. and you just got ripped yeah i said baseball would be more exciting if everyone did steroids and honestly <laughs> it wasn't really a joke but that's that's another story for another day jimmy we what do, do you support uh, taking steroids on this podcast eh, you know it makes for a good story just reading on here in a little bit of the article it says krishelnitsky was um, you're getting better and better at saying that stripped of his accreditation at the Olympics and he's actually left the Olympic Village so he's no longer there safe travels left as fast as he came yeah what I'm uh, interested in is how very far we are behind the medal count given we have gained eight more medals than we did as of last week uh, we are now at 10 in the medal count but we're losing to a country that we just talked about earlier that has majority of their team banned and they can't even win the Olympics. We're losing to them in medal count. They're not even allowed to play their national anthem. They're not even allowed to play their national anthem and, and we're losing to them. And uh, Norwegians. Uh, yeah. yeah. Happily Ferrigsen Day. Is that Norway? Is that Norway? I, I think so. Do either of you know the capital of Norway? I think I do. Uh, Starts with an O and ends with an O. Uh, I'm not even going to guess. Oslo! That'd be correct. What? That's uh, surprising. Did you just guess? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't... What was I... Oh, they have 26 medals. Yeah. You guys kind of took me off my story. Whatever. They got 26 medals. We're getting killed. Norwegians, eh? But our ratio is good. Five gold out of our 10 medals. I guess that's a good consolation prize, huh? I'll tell you what. Canada's going to get one more gold when they win that hockey, eh? Eh, followers? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just joking, guys. Just messing with you. Yeah, so then what, guys, what did our polls end up looking like? I know we ran a lot of Winter Olympic polls. What were the results on those? Yeah, the one that stood out to me the most was the one concerning if I would indeed perish in the luge event um, in the Winter Olympics. And the, the followers uh, spoke in their votes, and they spoke a resounding yes, I would die, and an 83% yes, I would die, and... Whoever has 17% is out there, and I was one of the people that voted. I uh, appreciate your optimism with me, and I completely agree. Yeah, it has been confirmed also that Olympians have died doing the luge, so it was quite insensitive 
of they would be, I think our followers picked up. I on would that. be taking it very slow, very nice down the little hill. Yeah. Um, what else? What's, what were some other poll results? I remember the um, one about the brother sister skating. I was glad to see that our followers also agree that, yeah, we feel a little bit uncomfortable when the that brother and sister get a little bit close. Not just a little uncomfortable. 45% of you said it's unbearable. Uh, that's a, it, that's a strong word guys, but I feel the same way. I, I think that when the brother and sister are looking at each other and then they start leaning in and you're like, they're giving those eyes. Yeah. You're like, wait a second. You guys are brother and sister. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then they go, they sort of miss the lips, but kind of connect in the corners. And I'm like, man, what, what are you guys doing? Like, that's so weird. Also on the polls, you're, you're the next quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's not surprising. Uh, standing at five seven, one sixty five, slow, a little bit chunky, a little flabby, uh, and my hands sweat so the ball doesn't quite come off of them like a quarterback should. <laughs> but yeah, I actually typed up that poll. I was interested to see if you guys like to see Manziel make a comeback. I know it's widely known that he's trying to make a comeback to the NFL. Uh, looks like thirteen percent of you said that he would take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Okay, I think he's going to end up in the the XFL, but that's just my opinion. Also, everyone that voted that the thirteen percent that voted that Tiger would indeed miss the cut, the Genesis. Unfortunately, you were correct, and you know I can I can picture you you clicking that button that he's going to miss the cut, and I can feel the hate in your heart, and I hope there's something that gets you up in the morning, and uh, yeah, it makes you happy to get through the day because. It's no way to live to hate on the goat tiger. But you were also correct, so I can't say much. Yeah, well, we were talking about Winter Olympics, but you guys are now seem to be moving on. So, Jimmy, you mentioned Tiger. We'll go there um, briefly, though, because like I said, his stint this week was brief. Sore subject. Yeah, we are definitely bitter here in this studio. Uh Guys, just an update for you. The beads of sweat now on my face are forming, and it's getting hotter and hotter. In we there. might start short-circuiting the mic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tiger missed the cut. Um, I'll go ahead and share my thoughts on this. He, I, I don't think this is necessarily as bad of a thing as people are making it out to be, and I'll tell you why. The only thing that would have been good about him making, well, not the only thing, but the biggest thing why I wanted him to make the cut was to get more reps, and that didn't happen. But he's playing in the Honda Classic um, this week in South Florida, and it doesn't get any easier there. That is definitely a more difficult course. But, um, yeah, it was it was a difficult course he was playing at this past week in Riviera, a course that he has really never played that well. He's never won there. And... Uh, so I, you know, I saw some good things in his game. I saw some bad things, his, his short game, his putting for the most part, his putting on Thursday was fantastic. Started out pretty well Friday. And then he kind of fell apart in every aspect of his game. But I think this comeback is different. He's healthy. He has his speed back. He has his distance back. It's just going to take reps. Yeah. Tiger, if you're listening, uh, which I am sure you are listening to this cup of Joe and Jimmy podcast. I'm going to need you to come top three in a major this year because I did accept a wager on Twitter uh, with our fellow listener, 
David Clapp, that you would come in top three in a major. I predicted last podcast that you would win a major. I just need you to get top three so I can win a steak dinner instead of paying one for myself because I also don't have a job. I'm still a college student. I don't have that income tiger, so please. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but Tiger's driving was terrible. I'm wondering, will he ever just go with the three wood and permanently take the driver out of his bag? He never gave him chance, himself a chance to score this week. Uh, I think what's really unfortunate for Tiger is he's missing out on 36 holes of competitive golf this weekend. I think those reps are invaluable to him going forward if he wants to compete at, um, in Augusta. But uh, he's playing another tough course, uh, Honda Classic. Uh, I'd like to see him do well, but I'm not sure if he's going to make the cut this week either. Yeah, I agree. I, if I had to put money on it, I'd say he's missed the cut. And man, Tiger, I hope you're not listening. I don't think Jimmy thinks you are. I don't think you are. I think he's definitely listening. We follow you on Twitter, so follow back, will ya? Given our mom's coming on as a guest for this episode, maybe he's not listening, but he might be the next guest. Yeah, great segue, Jimmy, because that is what's next. Uh, we have sports trivia. All right, everyone. We now have a very special guest in the studio. Um, guys, we are low budget, and I am here in my parents' uh, house in a small corner bedroom. So our special guest is no one other than my own mother. Welcome, Susan Nugent. Thank you. You're very welcome, mother. Okay, guys, we're going to do a little sports trivia here. And uh, Jimmy, why do we do this segment? Yeah, so uh, when we um, first aired our uh, inaugural episode, our family said that they wanted to be on the podcast, and we said, well, the only way you'll be on the podcast is if you talk sports. So this isn't to embarrass you, Mother, but if you are embarrassed in the process, well, there's just nothing we can do about that. Best of luck to you, Mother. Okay, uh, first question here. Mom. Our hometown team, the Orlando Magic, um, we've grown up being fans of them, as you know. Mom, can you name one current or former player for the Orlando Magic? Starting off with an easy one. No. Real softball here. No. No. Oh, straightforward. Okay. Current or former. Just give me a wild guess. You have no one in mind. Oh, name, name one human being you think could have played for the Magic. She's she's doing a cutthroat sign to us right now. She wants us to cut the segment. We're not going to do that, but we will move on. Yeah, we're still rolling. To the next question. Uh, all right, we are off to a rough start here, ladies and gentlemen. Number two. Mom, I know you played a little bit of softball back in your day. How many runs is a Grand Slam worth? You know, a Grand Slam. Four. It, Oh, excellent. All right. We are redeeming ourselves. Good, good. All right, mom, going back to basketball, which I'm sure you're not too happy about here. I'm thrilled. Um, Can you, I since you didn't name a single player, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this, but can you name a single position in basketball? One position. There's five total. I need one. Center. Oh. Excellent. Mom, name a center for the Orlando Magic. Is there any center that comes to mind? Um, not a one. I'm sorry. Dwight Howard? No, no. Shaquille You know him. There you go. Okay. Mom, who's your favorite NFL team? 
Why are you? This isn't a hard question. This isn't even. This a is not a trivia question. This, I'm just asking. Well, listen. If you two didn't interrupt, I'd say the Dolphins. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, can you name me one player on the Miami Dolphins? Past, future, present. present. We want present. She's looking around for <laughs> notes with an answer, and there are none. There are 53 men on this roster. We need one of them. One player from your supposed favorite She's NFL She's taking the team. paper from my hand. The paper does not have answers. It has no answers. It has only questions. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Well, we don't have time for you to get back to me. We are on to our final question. Mom, when watching the suit now here listen to me closely mom when watching the super bowl happens to what she's just staring at me i when watching the super bowl when watching the super bowl happens to what happens to what are you asking me i i I'm going to need you to listen really clearly, okay? Let me ask it in a different way. Yeah. When watching the Super Bowl happens to what? That may sound similar, but it was different. (laughs) Mom, I'm going to need an answer. I think you need another contestant. Okay, well... uh, that last question actually wasn't a real one. Um, we just like to see you get locked up. Yeah, you were really locked up, stumped. Yeah, that question made no sense, but you were trying to think of something and you didn't. Mom, you got <laughs> you got two of these questions correct, but the rest were just, you failed. That was tough to watch. Yeah, it was painful. Thank you, Luke. You should have been in my shoes. I think if Luke was in your shoes, something tells me Luke could have named a former or current Magic player. And one player on the 53-man roster of a team that you claim is your favorite. All right, guys, that's all the time we have here today. Um, Thank you for listening, and go ahead and give us a follow on our Twitter at a cup of J and J. Um, Subscribe to us on iTunes. If you really enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and give us a review. We are also on that thing called Google Play that I'm still not sure what it is. Yeah, I think it's just it's just an idea right now. Okay, yeah, just a, a startup thing. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, and we enjoyed it. We will uh, we'll be interacting with you guys on Twitter, and we will see you next week. See you. Peace. Bye. Woo!